0: welcome in everyone i am currently packing up my bags and getting ready to leave for spring training in sarasota and i greatly appreciate you listening to another episode of patrick jones baseball where we find the best tools to build the best players we would like to thank our sponsor blast motion for sponsoring this episode blast motion is currently the best baseball development technology on the market it is a bat sensor that tracks bat speed, attack angle, how long you stay on playing with the pitch, and so much more. If you go to BlastMotion.com and type in code PJB25, you'll receive $25 off. Also, for the first time, we are now taking outside sponsors besides BlastMotion, so if you would like to have your company on this podcast, please make sure to email me at jonesbaseballtraining@gmail.com. at gmail.com. On this episode, we have Dan Savit. Dan is currently the president of Prep Baseball Report in New York and Pennsylvania. After finishing an 11-year professional career, Dan decided to help younger players and make their dreams come true of playing college baseball. In this episode, Dan talks about how Prep Baseball Report helps players get their name to college coaches, and we also get into what showcases should you attend and when you should attend those showcases as well. So please welcome on Dan Savit. All right, we now welcome on Dan Savit. Dan, thanks for coming on today.
1: Hey, I'm pumped to be here. Appreciate you asking me.
0: So it, we were just talking, and you you're doing this in your car because you couldn't get to your office since it snowed fourteen inches um, up in uh, New York. You're in New York right now, right?
1: Yeah, upstate New York. We uh, I got up at like five thirty for the gym, and it was raining. So that's you know different in in February to have have it raining, but um, that rain <laughs> quickly turned, and probably by one o'clock we had like nine inches and it's just starting it's just slowing down now so it's been it's been brutal here
0: man that's crazy so you're you are the president of uh pbr new york and and pennsylvania uh pbr's you know prep baseball report it's really something that's really just taken over um the amateur landscape these last few years how did how did you kind of get to get to this point now where you're the president of, of new york and and pennsylvania
1: well so, long story short, I was playing winter baseball in uh two thousand and thirteen in Puerto Rico, and you know i was uh I was battling some injuries at the time, and that was something that kind of plagued my entire pro career were, were injuries um so I'm battling these injuries and i'm I'm looking at a way um how can I stay in the game? I remember sitting in my in my hotel room in San Juan and i'm on the internet searching you know baseball jobs and what's out there. And, you know, I found something on the prep baseball report and honestly, like, you know, I didn't know anything about it. I wasn't, you know, in tune with what was going on in that space. So I I started, you know, digging and doing a lot of research on the company and, you know, I really kind of respected what I was seeing, like the business model, what it appeared to me and what they were providing the amateur baseball player. And I, I knew it was something a, I'd be really good at, and um, B, it was a way to stay in the game. So, you know, I kind of dove in. I contacted the the uh, the guy in charge of everything. His name's Sean Duncan. I I contacted him out of Chicago, and and you know, we went back and forth for a little while. And um, basically, you know, I went out to Chicago twice, and it's it's literally fell. You know, it just fell together perfect. Um, been doing that since New York since 2014 we've built that from zero. Um, no one, you know, knew they thought it was professional bull riding. Um, they thought it was Pabst blue ribbon, which I can respect that,
0: but it was,
1: uh, it was, it was tough for me because, you know, I'm coming from a long 11 year career in professional baseball. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm, this is going to be, and I hate to say this like easy. Well, let me just tell you, this was, has, has maybe been the biggest challenge of my life. i trying to, um, get people to not only buy in, but really appreciate the amount of work and the workload that me and my staff do. So since 2014, we've been crushed in New York. And um, as of October of last year, 19, um, I took over Pennsylvania and, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a Pennsylvania boy, grew up in Pennsylvania, played all my amateur baseball there. So I couldn't be any more proud. My parents still live there. So I couldn't be any more proud to, um, take what we've built here in New York and just continue the the momentum into Pennsylvania. So really, really fired up about that.
0: So I guess I, I should have started off by saying, um, you know, explaining, I guess, for those who don't know, you know, in, in just a pretty short couple sentences or like an elevator talk, what is PBR? What is prep baseball report? How does it help people and just the overall mission of, of PBR?
1: Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, you know, so we're a baseball scouting um, slash event slash promotional vehicle uh, for the amateur baseball player in each prospective state that we cover. Um, for me, you know, I obviously care about the entire country. I want everyone to do well, but my focus and my staff's full focus are the players in New York and now Pennsylvania. So, um, you know, I would confidently say that, you know, we are the only service in our space that's working, you know, round the clock for the amateur player, like you, know, you know, we're giving them a platform to become visible. You know, I always explain it like this. If you're, you know, entering the workforce um, you're looking for a job, you know, you better have a resume that's, you know, that's number one. And the better your resume, you know, how many internships did you do? What was your work experience? You're growing up, you know, the better that resume, the more opportunities you're likely to get. So players, You know, in my opinion, they're building their baseball resume with us. I mean, no one, no one is collecting more data on players around the country than we are. There's no doubt that the college coaches are using our service. I talk talk to them daily. I just talked to uh, the assistant at Charlotte this morning. Um, You know, they're using our service to help streamline their recruiting efforts. So, um, you know, in a nutshell, that's kind of what we do.
0: So how how does it work? Is it just you know is it a kid in high school who's maybe going as an upperclassman and hasn't been recruited yet and you know it he should be he should be going to uh, some of your showcases? Like what is the actual landscape of of how a, a player should go about um, attending some of these?
1: Well, I mean every everyone's different. Um, I think. You know, we have some, we have a few events. We don't do a ton of them in New York, but, or in Pennsylvania, but we do a few for that, that player that's going into seventh, going into eighth grade. And it seems early, but, um, it's, it's, you know, giving them an inter- introduction on what the showcase baseball is about and kind of, you know, build some, build some comfort when they come to an event. The more they come to, the more comfortable they'll be, probably the better they'll do. Um, you know, so they get that experience. They also can start building that profile. Um, you know, I, I, we, you know, I, you get a headshot when you come to a profile, you get a, a video, a highlight video and, um, you know, measurable stats and some other things. And it, it, you know, if you come in seventh, eighth grade, and then maybe you come once in ninth grade, a couple of times in 10th grade, now, now you've, you think about all the information you've compiled not only for us, but for college coaches to see. So they've seen you as a seventh grader. Now they see you in 11th grade. They see the, you know, the transitions, the progress. Um, They can tell if you put work in. Um, It just, there's a lot of information and they can track that. So, you know, how early um, should, should the kids come? I think that's, that's a total um, parent decision. You know, some kids are less developed than others at certain ages. So, um, you know, that's a personal choice, but, you know, I always say, if you at least get in at ninth grade, you're still in good shape. Although, you know, I know we'll probably talk about it, but the way that the recruiting process is really speeding up, um, it, it might surprise some people how fast colleges are, are talking and trying to get players committed.
0: So you, you would, uh, it would be safe to say that one a year should be, um, like they should be safe by doing one a year at least.
1: I would say um, typically we have – this is how it works in New York. We have a lot come in the preseason. They've, they've been working hard, um, you know, basically from November, December, January. They come in February, kind of show what they have right before the high school season starts. And, you know, then they usually come sometime in the, in the summer. Typically you'll see about two. And then there are some that will come – in the fall, some kids couldn't come in the summer because the schedules get so hectic. Um, I would say mostly you'll see kids come twice, um, and that and that's important because you know kids are making um, improvements, they're making progress typically every three four months if they're working hard. So they want to be there and and be able to show that and and not just show you know a few schools, to show everyone be on display, be on that platform. So, um, you know, some kids only, only come once and that's a choice as well. But really I would say mostly if you're there two times a year, you're able to show the progress you're making. And it's important. It really is because these colleges are making decisions sometimes based on a video. I know it sounds crazy, but that's what they're doing. They're, you know, they're streamlining their, you know, they don't have resources at at certain levels. So they, they need to use a service like ours to their advantage. And, the more information they have on a player, the better.
0: Isn't it uh, extremely important, like from a player's perspective, that they, when they do go to it, decide to go to the showcase, that they are ready? Because if they're not ready, that it, if anything, it could really actually hurt them. Because if then they come back again, I mean, everyone's going to be like, "Well, I remember what he did that one time."
1: Yeah, I and I've seen I've seen it a uh, uh, hundred times, and I've seen it go both ways. I've had players um, come that were, that, you know, we've heard they were going to be really good. And maybe they, it was a pitcher. Let's just say it was a pitcher. And they, they came to the event and they, they were, you know, three, four miles an hour less than what a college coach saw them a week earlier. And, you know, I think it's, it's tough because, you know, we're a lot of times we're middle of the week and some of these, you know, the kids are doing something on a week and they're not always rested um, like they should be. So, you know, I, I we try to, you know, line things up with them. Like, Hey, if you are coming to this event, which is going to be really good, you need to really make sure that you're, you're fully rested. So you can show, you know, at your best and back to your first point, like if you're not ready, you know, first off, if you don't, if you don't have any interest in playing at the next level, you know, there's, there is, there's really no reason. I mean, it's, you know, I I believe our events are for the player that wants to go on and play um, at the next level. And, And and honestly, speaking on that, if if you have that that desire, that dream to play at the next level, I promise you this: there is a place for you. There is no doubt. There's you got the top, you know, Power Five, Division One schools, and, and it goes all the way down to you know junior college level, Division One, two, and three. So, you know, just here in New York, there's 30 junior colleges. You know, they all have 30 man rosters there's a place to play. If you want to play, it's putting in the work, you know, it's being consistent and um, just taking, you know, being coachable and taking advice and maybe coming to an event like this, seeing where you're at and, you know, looking yourself in the mirror and saying, Hey, I didn't like my numbers. I didn't like where I was and using that as a tool to get better. You know, so you can look at it a lot of different ways. I'm, I'm, I try to be really positive about this because a for for one, this is, this is my life now. Um, but B, I really see the impact we make on, on players, especially those that maybe, um, a lot of people would write off, you know, they come, their numbers aren't very good. They're pretty average around, you know, straight across the board, they're average, but they then hit the gym and they take it personal. And we see them in six months and we're like, where did this kid come from? I've seen that as many times as I've seen it go the other way. So, you know, that's, that's, that's an interesting point, but I think that's, a. um, you
0: know, kind of what my take is. Yeah, no i I like the I like your response to that, and it definitely all makes sense. Now, you brought up Power Five schools. Do are they are they the type of schools that are really looking at these events, or is it more like the the ones kind of below them, still like Division One, but like the Power Five being, you know, they kind of handpick um, from using summer coaches and things like that um, what what recruits to to grab.
1: So, you know, I can't speak on, like, other other PBR states, but what, what I do in New York is, like, I, I, I was with a guy in Buffalo, his name was Charlie Karsta. We were talking back in, like, 2014 about an event that would be, you know, the event of, you know, like, the granddaddy of them all for the state. And how could we create that? And we were just talking about things. And so we came up with this. This this event, the New York State Games, and it's really it's it's something I'm I'm so proud of. Um, it's you know a it's it's a perfect time of year because it's right at the beginning of the summer. Just the kids just got out of school. Um, college coaches are um, finished up with their 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 um season, and you know the recruiting's getting ready to get hot. And we have the best players in New York in one location. Um, last year we had 400 players in one location in new york and we had 112 college programs in attendance including miami including schools like maryland virginia tech penn state and then we had schools you know we had we even had um you know schools from uh virginia we had you know all the division three the division twos uh, schools in pennsylvania we had boston college i mean i can just continue to name schools that were there because a it's your best chance to see really good players and a lot of them in one location. So that makes sense for a college to come, come to that event. Number two, that's how we pick our New York team for the national PBR future games. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but what that is is that's really every state's best uncommitted underclassmen. And they go to Georgia in August and they perform in front of every division one school in the country, every power five, every mid mid major, everyone I'm talking everyone. And, um, you know, we took a phenomenal team last year. I mean, we didn't have a right-handed pitcher under 87 that we took. Um, and these are upstate New York kids, some downstate, but mostly, you know, upstate kids. And those kids were all in the New York state game. So, you know, you know, I'm trying to paint a picture here where, you know, The colleges are going to come see these guys there because that there's a really good players. There's a lot of them, so um, we're doing the same thing in Pennsylvania this year, um, a couple weeks earlier. So it's 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 really exciting. I mean, we're getting like I said, we're we Miami. I watched the Miami pitching coach watching the first um, pitcher, left-handed pitcher, that actually committed to LSU out of you know he was in the event, commits to LSU three weeks later. So. You know, it's something that obviously you can tell I'm proud about. And, you know, we work extremely hard year round to make sure that event um, continues to get better and better. Uh, we changed the venue this year. We moved it to Cortland, New York, which is absolutely the most center part of New York. We have two turf fields right next to each other. Um, we have Cortland State just got turf, a Division three school, very well nationally known Division three school. So we, we've really stepped even our location up. Um we're just, you know, we're fired up. So it's uh we're we're getting those Power 5 schools, we're getting um the Division 3 schools. I mean, if you're a Division 3 school in the Northeast anywhere, I mean, you could just do all your recruiting uh in 3 days at the New York State Games done. So um
0: you know, it's a it's a really cool event it really is. How many players will will go to one of those events normally? So,
1: yeah, last year, last year um, the New York State games we had 400. They're all hand selected. We invite these players.
0: Um, we had 18 teams.
1: We put them together. You know, we literally put the teams together by, you know, hey, this catcher matches up well with, you know, this third baseman and you know these pitchers should be against these pitchers. Like we put in literally months of of of, uh, of work behind that event. So this year, same sort of thing. We're looking at, you know, three. For maybe even 450 kids, Um, but they have to, you know, they they go through a vetting process. We have to see them in the preseason and they have to get invited. So, you know, this isn't, this isn't like for everyone. This is, this is, you know, a player that we think is going to play at the next level. And, you know, a way to, you know, I think a way to prove that that's true is last year um, there's already been 151 commits from the New York state games last year. So that's a lot of kids have already went on to commit, from that event just last year.
0: What what would you say to a, a player who, who says, you know, he's not really a, a showcase type of a player, like, you know, running in a, a really fast 60 or throwing hard or dropping bombs in batting practice, but he's a really good fundamentally sound player. I mean, would that still be a good route for him to, to try to go through?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm a baseball guy,
0: you know, so I understand the difference between,
1: the showcase player and the, 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 grinder, the, the player that, you know, you can't see certain things in a showcase that they do on a field. And that's kind of why that event, the New York state games is what it is because not only are they showcasing um, on one of the days, but the next two days they're playing live games. So they're able to show their, you know, abilities on the field in you know, you know, what do they do in a one, one account, um, you know, with a guy on first, you know, ball hit down the line where, you know, they're able to show where their baseball IQ is. They're able to show a little bit more um, real, real time, real life stuff, you know, that the games show versus a showcase. And then I've well, we said this, if you're a good player, you're a good player. So, you know, I think a lot of times you hear the, you know, I, a lot of times when I hear it, it's typically coming from, you know, a player that isn't as good. So, I mean that's just my experience with it. Like if you're a good player, you're a good player. Like you're you're going to show something at a showcase that that people are going to circle and be like, hey, I'm going to watch this kid play. And you know, nine times out of ten, if, if if you're a kid that doesn't show anything, there's probably a reason.
0: So when you're at like when you're at one of these showcases or when you're running your own sh- that showcase, you know, there, you said there's 350 to 400 players there. Obviously, you know yourself, Dan can't be there to watch everybody. Like, how many other um, employees do you have there helping out, like just watching and scouting?
1: Yeah, so that that event is is what
0: what I like to call brain scrambled eggs. Um, it is it's insane.
1: And last year we had 32 staff members over the three days. So, and that is that's 32 guys that need to pull the rope in the same direction. Um, everything needs to look like. You know, it's, it's been perfectly planned and, and trust me, it has, um, my right hand man, Jared Carrier, is the state scouting director. And, you know, we talk, typically we talk every day, but leading up to the New York state games, it's, you know, we basically on the phone for two, three hours going through every scenario, what could happen. We have backup plans. We have, um, the rosters completely spelled out, um, how many innings, how many, you know, what's, where's this kid batting? We do, we do everything just because we want to make sure that the kids have the best experience possible. And I think the parents really see that, you know, cause there's a lot of bad showcase events. There really is. I mean, and I'm not, I don't mean that, um, disrespectfully. I just mean that there's a lot of people that don't put a lot of time and effort into this stuff. And, um, you know, Hey, that's their
0: uh, malpractice.
1: Sure. If I'm a part of it, you're going to know, um, when I played the game, I played hard, I played humble and, um, you know, I left everything out there and I think that's why I stayed in professional baseball for 11 years and I battled injuries a lot. I mean, I faced so much adversity through my career. It's really shaped the person I am today. So I'm actually thankful for that um, adversity, but you know, I, I, I believe that you do, if you're going to do something, you do it the right way and you, and you do it with commitment and, that's what we do. So we we work really really hard, and the parents they see it, um, and they and they appreciate it, and they know that it's an opportunity for their kids. Because um, let's be honest, if you if you played little league, you thought about playing at the professional level. I mean, I really hope that if you picked up a a bat when you were twelve, and it, or you turned on the TV and you saw the Little League World Series, you could you know play pro ball, and you know that was at least what I wanted to do. So. So, I mean, we want to give these kids a great experience and hopefully they get to college and continue the dream, right? Because once high school is done, you know, and it's, you know, you're getting closer to the real world. So, can you, can we, you know, prolong that and get you into college and, you know, let you get an education through baseball? I've always said that would, would be such a great opportunity for me. So. I, I worked really hard in high school and was able to get a full ride at George Mason. Um, so they weren't going to have to pay for college. And, you know, I was obviously fortunate enough to get drafted right out of high school, but you know, those are things I thought about. So I, I know that's what kids are thinking about. Like how can I go on and continue that dream? I don't want to give it up even if it means going to a junior college for two years to continue the dream and then see what happens. So yeah, long, that, that got long, but that's, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of how I feel about it
0: yeah there are several great points in there and and you know speaking on, on on the junior college topic I agree I do think it's a it's a great route I mean your first two years of, of going to any college a you really don't know what you really probably want to study or do and you're pretty much just, just going to be taking core classes so I think uh, the JUCO route you know if you can't get into a, a four-year school or get an offer is is a great way to go Um talking a little bit more about you know what actually happens after the showcase so you you said earlier that there's videos of these players online and that's where the college coaches find them
1: yeah so we yeah so like a player comes like i said we take a headshot of the player that kind of goes in the profile so you know clearly it's it's personal to the player there's height and weight you know i, sh- I should have mentioned that earlier this, earlier but you have height and weight so you know as you get you know bigger stronger or just you know naturally get bigger, stronger, you know, taller, you, you know, your weight will change. So you we're trying to give an accurate um, look The college needs to have as most um, as, as much information as possible, but it needs to be accurate, um, which hits on the point of, you know, usually two times a year, you know, because you are going to change physically within that 12 months. Um, but they, you know, they get the headshot, the video goes in. So if they've been to five events over their career, they're going to have five videos in their profile. So start at the first one, it'll be dated. They can see where he was at. They can watch the progress. I mean, just, you know, and just think about it just in your position, like, wouldn't that be a really, you know, streamlined way to find and see players that you're interested in by just being able to be in your office and watch players versus, okay, well I got to go try to figure out this tournament or that tournament, or, um, you know, I got my, you know, we, we have a game today, but there's a good high school matchup I need to try to see. And, it's, it just makes things easier um and you know i don't think it, it it's not the end all be all because any good college coach needs to see players so they're going to use something like this to find the player that they might want to watch yeah i'd like that i need to go see it but they have to go see it you know i, I was a division one recruiting coordinator for one year um in the northeast and i did a, I, that's what i used i used, i went on i looked um, I watch videos of players. i I'd, I'd get on YouTube. I'd do anything I could to try to find players. And then, if I liked something, then I started then I started my um, investigative work. How can I see this kid? Can I get more footage? Um, and I really think that's a, what 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 uh, college coaches are doing. I think they're you know we rank players, so they might go to the rankings first. They might go to a specific event, click through the stats. okay, this kid had a, you know he was ninety two ex of Beo. Yeah, you know, what does that mean? Well, I mean, a it means he has some bat speed, or he's or he's really strong. Um, doesn't mean he's a great hitter, but that's a good starting point, right? I don't know many Division One hitters that have 60 mile an hour, you know, exit low. So that's a starting point. Now I can watch the video. Okay, no, I don't I don't like that swing. Or, Oh, hey, that's a, that's fluid. It works, um, and you know, because that's what colleges are. You know, they're looking for pitching. They're looking for the hit tool. Someone who you, someone who handles the, the bat really well. Um, you know can give them some some offense they're looking for athletes I mean that's that's it just kind of like makes it really easy baseball is a game of adjustments and athletes tend to make adjustments quicker so you know that's that if I had to dumb it down that's you know that's why they use a service like us because they can search a 60 yard dash what what's what are these players running you yeah, know that's a quick little tell hey this kid's at you know athletic he's probably running, you know, a seven flat or better, um, depending on his, you know, height and size. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of ways we can make this really easy for the college program, you know? So that's, that's kind of, you know, in a nutshell.
0: So it's, it's really important essentially when you do go to one of these events to perform at, at the top of the event. So your rankings are higher, right? higher exit velo, higher 60 times. So, those college coaches, like they can see your name at the top of the list, and they're more likely to click on that on you versus the two hundred fifty or three hundred other players below you.
1: Yeah, in theory, I would say that's right, especially the high end schools. Well, one thing I've heard is is a lot of the I'm really good, really good friends with a few um, Division three um, head coaches in the state of New York, and you know they they joke like, hey, that kid that maybe is getting overlooked right now, like, Hey, I really liked him and, you know, let's keep him, you know, under, under the wraps, you know, let's not, let's not blow him up. So sometimes it really, you know, it helps just the fact that there's so many um, kids out there now that we're putting on display. So everyone's getting an equal opportunity. Um, Before I think, you know, I mean, I can remember back when I did this stuff, like I, I did showcases. I mean, I think they're very important. I think training is, is critical. I mean, there's a lot of really important things, um, for these high school players and there's way more resources. Um, these kids have opportunities now, you know, with, with, with the travel ball and, you know, almost you playing baseball or training for baseball year round. There's a lot of opportunities for these kids. Um, so, you know, it's really, it's really just about, in my opinion, getting bigger, getting faster, getting stronger, um, and showing your best at each event. And whether you stack up at the in the top ten or, you know, you're somewhere down in the middle, there's there's still going to be eyes on you because I mean, certain schools are just going to go right to that middle point and say, "Hey, I'm going to work down because these other ones, you know, I don't think I'm going to get." You know so there's a lot of there's some there's some strategy to this whole thing but one thing i've noticed is a lot of kids since we've been doing this in 2014 ever since we've there's a lot of kids going to schools um in the state of new york here's a stat for you i can't give you the specific exact stat because i don't have the image in front of you but we did this about a month ago there's like 2100 kids okay 2100 kids that right now are on a college roster um, across the East coast. So from way up North, Vermont, Maine, all the way down to Florida, 2,100 kids that went to a high school in New York that are on a college baseball roster. Okay. 1,900 of them are in New York right now. So just think about that. So we are really doing a good job for these kids in New York because not only are these kids now getting great opportunities, but they're also staying home. They're playing baseball. They're they're you know close to home. Their parents can see them. I'm all about
0: that. So that that's an that's an incredible stat. I guess the only issue here here is uh, Dan. You know we got listeners from all over the country.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it, and it, the thing is, I think with what PBR is doing, if you started doing this stat in every state, I did it in Pennsylvania as well, and the numbers were were were, were very similar. It was it was wild. It was like it was like 1,900 kids and like 1,500 we're in Pennsylvania and Pennsylvania is a good state where, you know, Virginia pokes up and gets a lot. Maryland gets some North Carolina, gets some, but I don't think people realize how many kids are actually playing in their state. It makes sense, right? Like, just let's think about it. Like common sense. It makes sense. But, um, you know, people think they have to travel all all over the country to get recruited and, Unfortunately, you know, many people get led down
0: that path and it's, it's just not, it's just not factual. Are you guys in every state now, PBR?
1: So if I had to make a, a good guess, I would say we're in like 40, 40 to 42 states. Is what I would, if I would guess, because there's, um, obviously we're not, there's no PBR Alaska. That would be challenging. <laughs> um, I don't think there's Hawaii, but I may give the national headquarters a call and say, I'm interested um, but I, yeah, there's, I'm pretty sure we're in 40 to 42 states. If I had to guess right now, Okay, which okay. is amazing because it's amazing because when I got in this, I was the 15th state in 2014. So think about that. It's pretty, impre- it's pretty impressive because this model in that state working really hard, you know, this isn't a national model, you know, this isn't a, we're a company and we're just going to bounce around state to state. No. We're in a state. We're locked in. If you need to know about a player in New York, you call me or one of my, one of my guys. You know, you don't need to step any further than that. Pennsylvania, same thing. We got it covered. But, but our guy in Ohio, they do a phenomenal job. So if you need to know about a, an Ohio kid, it's over. They got it. That shows why there's so much power. I mean, there's strength in numbers, right? And that's we have the numbers.
0: So for you to know about every single player in the state, I mean, do you just, do you have, um, you know, people that you'll send out to go watch just high school games, just random high school games? Because how else would you know of of a player if I guess he didn't come to a PBR event?
1: Yeah. So obviously we're a business, right? And that is, you know, we want to see every kid at a showcase for many reasons. It's controlled, you know, obviously we can control these showcases, but we take a ton of pride in being a scouting company, you know, so scouting is first. If you, if you rewind this back, the first thing when I tried to explain it was I said, scouting, we are a scouting company. So that means we will go out and we will scout the high school season. Like no, like no one's business. Um, Last year we um, wrote up in a scouting blog. This is free for the players, by the way, they can, they, they, you know, we go to the games. It doesn't cost them anything. 500 players in New York last year were in a scouting blog. So I had a college coach call me that he was on a bus to a game. He said, Dan, this is, this is insane. He's like, I'm I'm just looking up. Like I can see, you know, who did what in Long Island, who did what in, in Buffalo? Like this kid, this kid was 82. I'm interested. Like, he's like, you're literally the eye in the sky for the college coach. And it's also the same time high school plays. So if you think about it, college coaches, we're probably not going to go see many high school games. So we bridge the gap. That's what we do. We, we pretty much are, are that bridge between the gap, you know, with the high school and, you know, not only high school, but the parents of the high school players and the amateur player to the college coaches. So we're, we take a lot of pride in that, but this year we're going to do even better. We're going to get out. We're going to see more games. Um, we have a really good staff in place. Same thing in, in Pennsylvania. We're going to crush it. and, it really shows um, when there's a lot of other companies out there that would never um, get out and, and, and work every day for the kids. Like, that's what I love about it. I like it. I love getting up and knowing like today's going to give me a new challenge. And at the end of the day, how can we help amateur players in our States? How can we get them more coverage? How can we get them, you know, a more um, visible platform? How can we shine the spotlight a little bit brighter and, you know, I'm gonna keep doing it until I can.
0: Yeah, Dan, that, that's awesome, man. I mean, it's, it really sounds like you guys are, are putting in some serious, uh, serious work out there, and, and really, you know, getting out. And uh, it was awesome to hear about you know 500 players written up just you know from the high school season alone last year. Um, that's incredible. I put out uh, something on social media about if anyone had any questions, and so we have a couple questions. You know, first one is from uh, my guy Jerry Esposito who said uh, his son is a high school junior. He's got two Division two offers, but he's also got some interest from a couple different D1s, um, but they said they want to watch him play um, before they make any offer. Is that typical for a D1 compared to a D2?
1: Well, I mean, I think I, I, I sort of answered that earlier um, with good college coaches are going to want to see the player play. Um, they're going to use us, they're going to use other tools to to find out about players. You know, maybe it's a high school coach or a travel coach. They're going to they're going to see, um, you know, they're going to have their they have college camps, whatever it is. They they're, they're building their database of their recruiting board and who they're trying to find. But good good coaches want to see players because you know baseball is a tough game, and you know you judge um, a player on on you know one small snapshot. You have to try to you know see as much as you can and, and digest that and, you know, make a decision. So it doesn't sound, um, doesn't sound like anything out of the ordinary. I mean, maybe the division two schools trying to get ahead, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to maybe, um, get in front of some of these other schools and the division one school might not be in as much of a hurry. And I've seen it the other way around. Listen, I had, there was an eighth grader. I saw online from New Jersey last week that committed to Duke eighth grade. What so anyone listening? To this, yeah. Anyone listening? I, I said eighth grade. Um, so think about that. So we have an eighth grader committing to Duke. Yes. The kid's really physically huge, um, strong, you know, all that, but, you know, again, he hasn't played uh, a high school game yet. Um, and that's a risk, you know, it's, you know, my question would be what's the rush, you know, what is the rush to do that? Because, it's, it's probably the biggest decision of any amateur baseball player's career leading up to, you know, this point. It's got to be. I mean, yet you, you're picking the school where the first day you step on campus, you know, or the first practice in the fall, one, you're one pitch away or one play away from an injury, and you may never play again. So, you know, I didn't think like that when I was in school. When I got drafted, I thought I was invincible. In 2005, I'm sitting on, I'm in Cleveland with the Cleveland Indians doctors and I'm, and I'm, you know, sitting on a cold slab of metal getting operated on. And there I, you know, I, I saw my, my, my career, my life flash before me. And, you know, I, I, I battled from 2005 to 2014. I battled, I battled. And, you know, cortisone shot after cortisone shot and, you know, Four for Advil a day, just to try to get by and play catch just so I could, you know, continue the dream of trying to get to the big leagues. Um, you know, these, these players are making a huge decision. And when you rush a decision and I'm not saying this kid rushed, it may have been, the, you know, everything may have been perfect, but if you rush things in life, you know, typically we can, you know, overlook things and make mistakes. So slow down you know, pump the
0: brakes, make a good informed decision. Isn't that, isn't that part of a part of the college coach's job too? I mean, they're offering an eighth grader, you know, knowing that he is in no stage or shape or form of, of making that type of decision.
1: Yeah. And you know, I, I think it's hard. Okay. Here's, here's the reality. It's like, they're all trying to get a leg up on each other and I get it. Um, you know, these kids are under, these, these kids are feeling more pressure, I think, than maybe I did going through it. Um, the social media doesn't help, let's be honest. I mean, it feels great to, you know, put, I got an offer or I've been committed or I, or I just committed to a school and get, you know, 300 likes. But remember, that stuff all fades. You know, everything fades. And at the end of the day, you're left with the decisions that you make. You know, that I've always said that, like, no matter what, whatever decisions you make as a person you're that's you're left with that when everything else is gone so never make an emotional decision and um i want you know i tell this to my parents and my players like you know if if you're getting pressured or something like during the process it's probably that's probably not right for you i mean again it's it's so important it's critical and you know you have you have an opportunity to go visit schools go visit as many as you can learn and see as much as you can and talk and shake hands with as many coaches as you can and, and just enjoy it. Right. I mean, that's, it's a, it should be a really enjoyable. I and I hope, I hope that we're not making it, um, a stressful situation for them because I remember when I was going through it, it was so much fun. I mean, I remember my dad took me to Penn state one day and then the next um, day I was, I was in West Virginia at, at, uh, in Morgantown and, I was like, I can't believe I'm visiting these schools and I'm a junior in high school, and like how this is crazy now we like I said, we have ninth graders committing we have you know tenth graders are committing like nothing now, like if you're a tenth grade, you know, and you aren't committed yet and you're pretty good, I think they worry I think they're I think they you know are are worried like what's wrong with me is something wrong, and if I could speak to all of them, which hopefully I'm hitting a few right now, just slow down, don't rush and make a great decision and, and make one that if baseball was out of the equation, you'd still be happy. That's, that's, that's probably the most important part. You know, is, are, you, are you, is the location good? Or is your family able to see you? Cause that, that, I mean, that means a lot to me, maybe not to everyone, but would your family be able to, to, to see you? Are they within a five, six hour radius? Um, you know, social, your social experience, what's that going to be like? I mean, that's where you, I mean, I'm sure you went to college. Um, that, that four years really can make an impact on, you know, you as a person. So let's, you know, that, that's an important decision. It's crazy, but that's the recruiting world. And I don't, I think schools are doing what they have to do. And so I don't have any, you know, this isn't criticism towards them. This is just the way it is. And I think they're doing it because they have to, um, but that's my long winded two
0: cents. Dan, this has been, uh, a, been a, an awesome, uh, podcast. Great episode. Uh, I've learned a ton. I mean, I knew about you guys before here, before here, but, uh, you know, and now I feel like I have even a better grasp and can help, uh, help some more players out. So really appreciate you coming on and sharing all, all your knowledge and, um, you know, good luck, uh, this upcoming, uh, spring and summer of, uh, recruiting or scouting, I should say, and, and helping yeah. players, uh, play the next level.
1: Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. And, that's, I promise that to everyone, that uh, all, all the people in New York and Pennsylvania that I deal with personally, we are going to work tire, tirelessly for you, and that is our commitment. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much, and I look forward to hearing it.